Welcome back to the Havala Podcast. I'm Havala, your host, and I'm really excited that you're here today. I want to welcome you back. Uh, you know, this space is all about learning how to build your life, the abundant life that Christ came to give us, and also to learn about new opportunities and ways to grow and develop your life. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to live the best life that I was created to live, and that takes intention. And so this podcast is really my space of where I hope to mentor you in what I know and learn from you and also learn from others that I think are rocking it in their life. So today I want to welcome you to this episode. Uh, this is our last and final, this is our last, I should probably check that, but it is the, the fourth episode of our Boundaries series. And we're going to talk about boundaries and the holiday, boundaries with your family. Some of you just had this flash of anxiety. <laughs> and that's okay. We're going to talk about how to actually feel less anxious and create practical plans for healthy boundaries with your family. So grab your favorite beverage, some comfy, maybe some comfy spot to sit or walk, and let's get ready to learn together. We're going to dive in. We got some ideas. We got some stories. We've got some strategies and hopefully inspire you to take action, like transform your life and unlock your fullest potential. So wherever you are right now, subway, car, phone, maybe you're jogging. I I, I just want to applaud you. <laughs> Get ready because we're going to go into what it looks like to have healthy boundaries this season. I am not alone. I'm so excited that I'm not alone. I'm with one of my favorite people on the earth and a dear friend of mine, and really the person that I want to become in the long run. I have Caitlin Zick here today. Caitlin, welcome. Thank you. Oh, guys, I wish you knew my, I wish you could see my heart because <laughs> I love Kate. Like Kate and I have been on this amazing journey in our friendship. Um, we've cried together. We prayed together. She almost lost her, one of her parents and we fought for, for healing. I mean, we have done it. She has four kids. I have four kids. We actually have done another episode. Our past episode was about boundaries and working women. And it was brilliant. Uh, you guys are going to want to check that out because it was brilliant, but it was really practical. And I definitely am like, oh, I got to do at least three of those things. And then today we're going to talk about family and boundaries with family and the holidays. I have 19 people coming up to my house. I'm very excited. 19, 19 people and four dogs. So technically we'll have six dogs. It's going to be crazy. Wow. Uh, but boundaries, this is when my boundaries fall apart is the holidays. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the boundary girl and then holidays hit and all of a sudden I'm 12. It's terrible. I don't like it, but I really want to declare that we're going to get a plan. Yes. And if you're listening to this in real time, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. I love you. Um, but if you are listening to this, we still have Christmas and New Year's <laughs> and Valentine's Day. So this should all be really, really helpful. Okay, let's talk about boundaries and the holidays. Now, first of all, let's kind of unpack a minute what your family is like. And I'll unpack what my family is because I think that really, really connects to what how we function and boundaries and what we, we want to protect. Yeah. So well, how'd you grow up? What was your family like? That kind of stuff. Great question. I was an only child, so I didn't have a lot of confrontation. <laughs> like I didn't, I just got to be or the competition. Princess. Yeah. <laughs> like I just got to win all the time. Um, so I think it's been interesting though, um, you know, getting older, having different dysfunctions become very clear. Um, I actually, once I first entered therapy, my first session ever, I uh, thought I was going for one issue and then she ended up basically pointing out she read this list of like kind of personality traits is what I felt like I was hearing 
And I was like, she, I just met her, but she's like describing me to a T, like <laughs> what is happening? And sure enough, she is reading off this list she ends up handing to me. And she's like, this is what I'm reading from. And it was a list of a person raised with boundaries and a person raised without boundaries. And I was the classic case for a person raised without boundaries. Wow. Yes. I've never heard this. Yes. Like, okay, that's wild. I didn't, I had never heard the concept of boundaries, didn't know there was a book called Boundaries. Never, but I mean, yours probably wasn't written yet because I was like, Havla Cunnington has her book, I do boundaries. But I was just like, oh my gosh, this is my entire personality. And so I was then I was like, I've got to figure this out before, like I had two little boys at the time that were babies. Like I got to figure this out. So, I mean, that would have been groundbreaking. Like if somebody had said, this is what I would have been like, okay, I'm so sorry. What do you mean? Like I would have just leaned in like, wait, it, I, it felt like impossible. Like yes. it was like, cause it's so core woven into me and I have not arrived. I have not arrived. You've come a long ways. Yeah. Now. I've come a long you ways have. and I'm figuring it out, but I see where the roots are for me a lot that I have to pluck up. Yeah. I think we all do. I came from a pretty idyllic family and boundaries were a massive thing for me. And it wasn't that, I think Jack Frost was the one that talked about that the hardest father to forgive is the good father mm. because the good father, you can't pinpoint their failure. You feel like, well, I had a good father. Why would it hurt? I had a good family. Why would it matter? And so for me personally, going through boundaries was about learning that they, it, it, two things. First, good and bad can happen at the same time. Ooh. That was really revelatory for me. And I remember having that conversation of, I only thought there was good and bad, right and wrong. And they happened at different times. And you want to either get in the right or get in the wrong. You know, it's all that. And that your parents can be great and bad at the same time. They wow. can be healthy and unhealthy. Sorry, that's my little alarm. Just kidding. They can be healthy or unhealthy at the same time. So I had to really, almost I had a lot of shame that it was hard for me in some of these areas of boundaries and family when, come on, Havala, you got a house full of yes. friends and family and they care about you and they call and they bring, I mean, get it together. You should be, you should be slap happy with gratitude. Don't complain about it. And yet I would walk away feeling sad or I would walk away feeling angry or I would walk away feeling violated mm -hmm. that I didn't know why. A hundred percent. It's that, the, the age old adage of comparison is a thief of joy. Because mm. even when you're comparing, it's actually causing you to think, oh, I just need to shut up about this. I have it good because you're automatically subconsciously comparing to somebody who has it way worse. And so it's like your bad isn't bad enough for you to consider it being bad. That's right. That's 100% what kept me stuck in so many things for years. So I think realizing if this there's something that is crossing a maybe a subconscious boundary because you don't know what it's supposed to be yet, but you're like, I'm uncomfortable. Yes. I'm disappointed. I am feeling very unsafe here. What is that about even in a room full of people who love me. So yes. figuring that out is, yes. is hard work. So you went into learning about boundaries mm -hmm. and you didn't necessarily learn it from mom and dad in that way. Again, mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, but it is difficult being an only child because you didn't have that sibling kind of, you know, no's and yeses and the, all of that. So mm -hmm. that already kind of set up probably this idea of the yes, mm -hmm. the yes is just, yeah, yes. just a yes. <laughs> um, but as you started building your did you, did you always enjoy holidays with your family? Was it difficult? How did you go into the holidays? So interesting. So I think over the years, my personal story just changed. I think the narrative changed. Some things happened in my parents' and family's dynamics that changed. Um, and then my in-laws, amazing. Love them. They were actually just left the other day. They were here helping for a week. They're amazing. But there were dynamics over the years that were awful. 
that we had to draw really hard boundaries and we had to be super clear. And again, with amazing Christian parents who are all awesome. So what what is this? So I think figuring out where to draw the boundaries and to know that you don't have to be a victim. I think that's the message that probably all of us and listeners can realize. I think when you said too, some of us feel anxiety just at the topic brought up. It's because we're afraid of being victim to getting the holidays over with and being like, what happened? Like I missed out or I didn't, what? That's not how I imagined it. We had a Christmas morning with my entire in-law family. It was the first time we were hosting them in our new home, our first home ever. And it was an all out screaming match and tears. <laughs> yes. And I remember calling my parents at the time. So I'm like, what happened with this crazy people? And they could all laugh if they hear it now because we've come a long way of figuring out how to have healthy boundaries. But the holidays, it feels so high stakes, too, because it was Christmas morning. So I'm like, you have ruined yes. Christmas. I, you know what? Actually, I think that's a really good point. I mean, we had it where there were certain family members that never showed up. I mean, I remember there was one family member that took the, the casserole and let it slam on the floor. It splattered over the kitchen, and they never came. And we actually, somebody had the sense of humor, which now I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like decades ago where they took, the, they printed their picture and put it on the seat. So that person's face was on the seat. <laughs> I mean, that was the only humor we could have because it was so intense. And I think that you you mentioned it really well, which is holidays feel high stakes. Mm -hmm. And we all have this idea of what it should be. Yeah. We either are fixing our childhood or we're mimicking our childhood or we're, you know, we're trying to do what we think is the right thing for our family or for ourselves or we're dealing with the sadness that it's not what we hoped it would be. And so we've got a lot of like sadness around it. Mm -hmm. So I think that first idea of like really being honest about what you actually want it to be. Yes. Yeah. Even if you can't, it can't be that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to go through, I know you said we're going to go through five steps yes. of like, how do we actually navigate boundaries in the holidays? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I took the first one, but I know that we we're talking about those five. You ones. led into it perfectly. <laughs> so this actually comes from Hav's book of um, I do boundaries, but she talks about five steps to discovering your priorities in general when you're creating boundaries. But I was like, if we just apply that to the holiday season, it's actually genius. So we're going to give you these five today. And the first one is just what Havila led into. It's envision your best holiday. So, okay, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does that involve? How do you want to remember this holiday season with this loved ones? Because I think, honestly, it feels like it's November hit and you're like, it's January. Like, like my life's over. Like, I, it just feels like it happens so fast. So you can actually be a victim to the speed of it. Yes. So again, and if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we talked about calendar. But even in the holiday season, being able to look, okay, there's basically these like six weeks that are so high stakes of like, did I do the turkey hands like right and paint them with my kids? And then which that's actually just sidebar to that for a second. <laughs> Envision your best holiday, not theirs. I always I have this whole thing that I remember now every holiday for myself because the Lord showed it to me years ago. But it's actually switching the word holidays to holidays. Don't get in holidays, D-A-Z-E. Because what happens is we get in a full-on days of what, especially when you are home, you're not working as much, and you're scrolling. And you're seeing what all of the other people are doing and how cute their Thanksgiving mm -hmm. outfits were. And they probably don't fight at their table. <laughs> and look at that brand new car her husband got her. You know, you're uh -huh. like constantly in the comparison trap of holiday season. So instead of thinking 
What do other people do? I remember advent calendars. I've never done one. I don't even know what they mean. And I'm like, I'm a bad mom because I'm not doing the advent calendar. We did the Trader Joe's one and we didn't even finish that, you know? So what does your, what, how do you envision your holiday season? What do you think would be like a good step? Maybe like, I know you're creative, so maybe post-it notes. Or like, how do you maybe just take time to sit with yourself yeah. and say, okay, what do I want this year? For our holiday season. Uh, I totally agree. I mean, for me personally, it's like, what does that perfect day look like for Havilette? Yeah. So like, I know if I get outside and walk, if I have my cup of coffee, if I don't start by being late, mm. but just be there. And then also, you know, I know when, um, you know, if I just eat a certain way, then I'm going to be lethargic for the rest of the day. And if I drink a certain way, it's going to, you know, and so it's really like being self-aware to know how do I, how do I stay alert and healthy and all that? Um, I also think, I think for moms specifically, we have this enormous pressure that we have their childhood in our hands, right? <laughs> it's make or break it's on us. It's terrible. And my parents, like they didn't have that because mm -hmm. they, they didn't know what everybody else was doing. Yeah. So we just had paper plates and big tables and it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> and now it's like, we have this idea of what it will. I think, I think it all started with home alone when we saw that this family was, had this <laughs> massive house and they were going to Paris for Christmas. And it was like, who has that kind of money to take 20 people to Paris? It's like a wild thought, but that was kind of our holiday of like, that's what holidays look like is this huge celebration and money and all the things. And yet for us, like I had to really realize like, it's not so much what, I mean, I've had holidays where it looked perfect and I was miserable the whole day. Yeah. I was working. I was exhausted. I was yelling at my husband, get your phone, take a picture. You're going to miss this moment. You know, I was upset because I overgave them the gifts and these people didn't bring anything. And I, it was just unhealthy, unhealthy. But it was like, I was trying to create this idea and it was a feeling rather than a picture. Yeah. And so I think it's important that we actually visualize what a good day is because if you're chasing a feeling that could that is something that you may not ever feel that yeah. day. Mm -hmm. But if you chase the picture of, I want to take care of myself, like your priorities, yes. that you can check off, That's so right? Good. Yes. And then I think the idea too, that some of our drama comes from the fact that we think everyone has our picture. So if you downplay it, then you get upset that people are upplaying it. Or if you up, you know, you make it big and, and, and everyone doesn't respect it. So it's this idea of like, if it's my holiday and I want to honor, I want to show up this way. And I can't control other people do, but like, at least I'm showing up as me. Yeah. That's, I think, very important. So and good. that nobody has to play a part in your story <laughs> to make it awesome. Right. So, so I think that's really part of it. But yeah, I like the idea of visualizing it. I, for me, I do that. Like, how can I take care of, like Ben and I will go for a walk before the family gets here. And I know my husband because he will... He's a, he's a servant and his love language is acts of service. So there are many times when we have, if we have 19 people to send, then all he's going to do is work. He's going to work, work, work. He's going to make coffee. He's going to clean up, he's going to do dishes. He's going to, whatever I need, he's just going to work. And then all of a sudden I'll look at him and three days later, I'm like, have you eaten? Mm -hmm. Have you slept? Like you look exhausted. You look like you haven't eaten. You've just been working. So one of the things that Ben and I will do is go for a walk and we'll say, what do you want during this time? Like what's important to you? Um, how can you take care of yourself? So and good. we will actually go through that. Like, what do you, can you get up early? Can you go hit a bucket of balls in the morning before everyone gets up? Can you go to bed before and not do the dishes and leave for somebody else to do? So we really, we're that practical. Oh, that's Because amazing. if you don't, you're getting caught up in it. And then another thing we do is how can we connect together while everyone's here? Because mm -hmm. like, if you can connect team wise, yeah. like there's certain people in my family that if I can just have a good conversation with them, it matters compared to everybody else. Like I just want that one connection moment. Yeah. 
Um, so a lot of that. What do you guys do? Do you and Cole set it up? I mean, Cole's a, you guys have to understand, she's kind of married to this biotic man who does not stop and can win the world. But like, how do you guys set that up? Does he, I don't know if his personality gets disappointed or is he just get busy and you get, like, what would be your conflict and how do you? That's a good question. He finds fun no matter what is it how it feels. Yeah. Like he, it's hard to get him disappointed, but he's also very good at taking care of himself. Like, if anything, he'll be like, hey, I need to do this right now, which is normally chill when I'm not. In a- so he'll know it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And do you ever feel like, well, I need your help? No, because I feel like it gives me permission. Because he oh. constantly, he wouldn't be like, you do it because I need this. It's like, why don't you come chill sit too? with me? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. He helps us lower the stakes. So I don't like, you know, if we're not I- having a bunch of people over, I'm not like, kids, get dressed up nice to come to the kitchen table. He's like, we're not doing that. I'm like, yeah, good point. I actually think that's a really critical point is that he's good at lowering the stakes. Mm -hmm. So that's very good. How do you guys lower the stakes for your holidays? Because I know what you have done is like, we're not going to do gifts every other year. We're going to do an experience. To me, that's lowering the stakes. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to buy a gift for every person in your family and have that wrapped and sent and all that. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, we definitely have cleared that. And yeah, even as you say it, we've had a group text with his siblings. There's 10 of us. And yeah, we were just saying, hey, and he was the one who lowered the stakes. He's like, why don't we just not do gifts this year and save money? Because we're all going to be together. We'll use that while we're together. So very good at just figuring out. It's what it, envisioning your best holiday. How do we spend the money? Because there's only, I think the idea that it's limited is necessary to remember. It is. And honestly, everyone that's listening, we're all in this economy that's yeah. crazy. Inflation. What was $20 is now $35. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And so... That idea of being making things more quality than quantity is, I think, going to be really important this year. Yes. That it may not be 18 gifts. It right. might be one gift, but it's personalized and, mm-hmm. and it's sentimental. Yes. So I think that's critical. So picture that. Yes. I think that's a great idea. And maybe get that picture clear and have a minute to tell your significant other. Yeah. Because there's nothing like looking at your spouse and going, you are not doing my picture. And they're like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And you're like, you're already in trouble. Yes. Like, yeah. So I really like that. Yeah. And bringing them along. And sometimes we'll do that with our kids even. Like before everyone gets here, we'll say, okay, you guys Good. everyone's getting here here's what is important to us we yeah. want you guys to sit down at dinner we want you to not break the rules by like it's no big deal no one's watching so our family rules are the same um we want you to be respectful so we have this little here's our expectations that's before awesome. everyone gets here that's awesome it doesn't mean they always do it but that's what we do so okay. that's number one that's number one number two we've kind of even hit on a little bit is identify what has worked and what isn't working so what's working that brings joy? And then what are some of the obligations, distractions, frustrations? What are the source of those? But I think that's exactly what you've even spoken to with you guys going on a walk. You're identifying, hey, it's going to work if we stay connected. It's not going to work if you're staying up late doing the dishes and then exhausted the yes. next day. We we do this um, we do this on vacation. Like when we went on our sabbatical this year, um, on the way home, I put out a note and I typed in everything that worked and everything that didn't. So I kind of debrief after an experience as a family, and I've done that for our family vacations. So I was thinking about how you shared last week about the space between the meeting and getting ready or processing. I think for some of us, Friday will be a great day to get up in the morning with your cup of coffee and write out what worked and what didn't. So when you get ready for Christmas, you know it worked really well when I got up and had some quiet time, or it worked really well when I bought most of the meal. And it only made one thing yeah. or I said no to the three different green beans. I just did one green bean. So those things are really important. Like for me, I go back in the 
And that, I won't remember when I get into it again, but I can pull that note back up and go, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, this is really good. Or even the example of maybe you stayed too long. Or maybe they say it's really long. good. It's like, oh, wow. Okay, we, we spent eight hours together. We could do six. <laughs> like, maybe we hit our capacity yes. at that point. Yes. Or maybe, you know, our our exclusive, like, first, you know, immediate family, we needed to do this together first alone, and that'll give us the energy to go do the extended family bit. So finding out, yeah, that's a great idea to look at your Thanksgiving, too, to prep for your Christmas. I do, too. And I think those that are listening right now, I see people do this and they sabotage. They never warn people about their boundary. They tell them within the 24 hours, hey, we're not going to come till noon. <laughs> hey, we're going to leave at five. And for grandparents and family, they, yeah, you're blowing up their kind of idea. And so I think it's really respectful to give them a lot of warning. Like, hey, next month for Thanksgiving, we're going to have something in the morning. And, and and let them have that minute to kind of process yeah. versus springing it on them. And then we judge them for them processing that it's not going to be what they thought. Yeah. And realizing they don't have kids. They've been waiting all year for this moment with your kids. Yes. Um, so I really like that. I also think it's fair to say um, what is what wasn't necessary. Like, yeah, it was fun, but did we need to do that? Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things we did for gifts early on is we limited it to four gifts. What do you need? What do you want? What do you read? What do you wear? And I know people were like, I don't like to limit my kids' gifts, and I just want to get what I want to get. But for me personally, I needed to know what was kind of appropriate because I didn't have that marker. And then also making sure that it was kind of equally, mm -hmm. as well as it wasn't just about the gifts. And so I think some kind of boundaries around that, like what worked, what didn't. Yes. And can I just say, you don't need to spoil your kids at the holidays. Yeah. And, to, and I've seen it done to fix your childhood. Because it's not an appropriate way for your child to, and the holidays are not about things. They're not about acquiring. They're about being together. They're about acknowledging each other. They're about giving, a, if their loved one is just gift, then yeah, give them something that means. But I think it's important to do that self-awareness, which is why is this important to me? And am I trying to fix something that was broken in my past? Or am I actually, because whatever we do sets the standard and sets our values. We can say we value each other, but if we spend eight hours unwrapping gifts, we really value gifts. Yeah. And we, and, and somewhat materialism. So we have to really think that through. That's I know you so guys true. are better at that than I, I'm a gift giver. So I'm preaching to the choir. That's something <laughs> I have to think about. No, that's so true. I realize it doesn't work for me. You know, Black Friday has now creeped into Thanksgiving. And I'm like, that does not communicate mm -hmm. our values to our kids. If we're leaving our together time to go get a deal because <laughs> zicks are about deals that's no secret if you know you oh know. guys that's that's an understatement <laughs> so it's hard to pass up the deal but it's about value and what is it communicating so that's really good i love that and yes and and edit that and mm -hmm. it edits for kids and edits for your yes. season and all the things yep i love it so okay step three is to choose your top five now what this means is when we were back at step one saying envision your holiday you might have a pinterest board of 25 things that you envision you're like I will have all of these things but really and this would be if you have a spouse to sit down with them and then communicate mutually even with family if you have kids that are old enough to communicate on that level hey guys what are the top five things because you know how people do bucket lists like summer bucket lists or Christmas bucket lists what if you just chose your top five as a family so it made it really doable and then you know that you're going to get a win so make sure that you choose I what your top that. five is. We talked about that this week. I said, my, one of my top fives is I want to do a family bike ride. So I don't care if it's Tuesday. I don't care if it's Friday. It doesn't have to be with all 19 people. But I would like to be on a bike with my family. That's one of my top for the holidays. I, I want to move. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you on that. And sometimes, 
you know, it's like you'll be surprised what's important to somebody. Yeah. Like, I want to go to the movies, you know, like we saw a Wonderful Life. And mm-hmm. you're like, I forgot about that. So it's that kind of stuff as well, yeah. bringing them in. Yeah. But and the top five is great. And people, you talk about this all the time, but people can't read your minds. So you have to communicate what your needs are around those five things. For me, Thanksgiving Day Parade is a non-negotiable. Yes. So we do this little bingo sheet of what you might see in the parade, and it's a non-negotiable. I do it. But so if Cole doesn't understand how important that is to me, and he's like, oh, we're going to turn football or whatever. Yes. So this is what matters to me, cinnamon rolls in this. So making sure you communicate your why behind them is going to help if there's some fluctuation to the Okay, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love that. The top five. Yeah. Top five, communicate. And and also the idea of them reading your mind, like they can't, but also I think being really practical. Like if your five are like, crazy things being realistic Paris is not one of those no, five folks it's not no <laughs> or losing you know I'm gonna go on an 18 mile bike ride you know okay everyone's at your house like really being practical <laughs> that's so right good. yeah that's so good okay step number four is to evaluate your schedule so again we talked about this earlier but making sure it reflects what's most important to you so if you're like I love doing Black Friday shopping but then we also cut down our tree. <laughs> You're like, which day? Making sure it's calendared so that everybody's needs are being met and boundaries are being kept by looking at the calendar of the holiday season. And maybe giving yourself bedtime. Like- 100%, Caitlin. Well, for me, I get into this party mode where I just show up in the holiday and I've lost three days. And I don't have any. And then I haven't checked my email. I haven't checked my phone. I haven't posted a picture. Um, and then all of a sudden, I kind of come out of that haze, yeah. like holiday days mm-hmm. you talked about. And then I feel anxious because mm-hmm. I just kind of checked out for days. So I like the idea. We talked about this last week. You got to go back and listen to the episode. But actually blocking out some of those things. So like our dinner and meal will be these five or six hours. But in the morning, I'm going to do, maybe I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go do a quiet time or I'm going to call a family member and just mm-hmm. setting those things up because you you won't do it if you don't think about it. Yep. Yeah, I I really, really like that. The schedule, like, it's a very interesting concept. I definitely think bedtime do. Yeah. I think a bedtime is an excellent way to do that. Especially when you're hosting, too, because you're like, okay, how do I show up for everybody? Or I know for us, when we're together as a family, we have so many little kids in the family. And so you're like, okay, how do we prioritize that we do get adult time? It's okay. We're going to put a movie on for the, like, yes. is that on the schedule? Or are you going to leave feeling like, oh, my gosh, I just was chasing my kids the whole time. Now I'm just mad. <laughs> they didn't have any adult conversations so making sure you're just looking if your schedule is for the one day you're together with family or you're talking about the five weeks of thanksgiving to christmas just looking at it in real time of is this going to be able to meet the needs and do what we envision i love it i also think when we host people is i usually say like i've got mornings and then i'll have evenings so so i know like i'll get up and make the coffee get the dogs out i get the mornings and i host in the morning but at night, I'm going to go climb in bed. And he's a night owl, so he can do that. So awesome. splitting up your day on who's hosting, I think, is really important, too. Mm-hmm. Another thing we do is who's going to communicate to the family? Because a lot of times you'll get a text message and everyone's just waiting for responses. And if you you don't really know, are you responding? Am I responding? Are we saying yes? So you may not see their text and you say yes. And he's going, I don't want to do that. So what we often do is like, okay, you, are you cool with taking on the communication for the family that's coming in and I'll take on the menu and being really clear about that because that can add just drama when it needs to be drama. Yes. Something you say in your book is irresponsible people love to take advantage of responsible people. And so we all know that there's those in the family or friend group (laughs) because it might even just be friends for you. 
but you're like, oh, it's that overly responsible person who makes it all happen, but that ends up burnout, exhausted, exhausted ticked off. So finding a time, I love how you guys do the morning and night, because also you could be so focused on hosting that you're not present yes. at all. Yes. So it's making sure you have time to be present. So instead of shoving it all on the overly responsible person, yes. making giving somebody a job like, hey, could you be responsible for this? I'm going to take care of this and, and making it really clear. Exactly. And being aware, you know, that like, oh, here goes mom's going to text me on a separate thread and it's going <laughs> to add that or so-and-so is going to do this. this. Yeah, so not allowing, like setting those boundaries where you know, okay, if they catch me in the kitchen and they start asking me about this project and I don't want to talk about that, what's our go-to phrase? What are we going to, mm -hmm. like, honey, I don't let me talk about this. And setting that boundary, like, please, if you hear me going that direction, you are allowed to interrupt me because I know they're going to get that. To, they're going to get me to commit or whatever. So I like to kind of understand where are the kind of, um, I want to say time bombs, but the little landmines oh, that yeah. are really can be triggering and go, okay, what's my game? What's my plan for that? Yes. When someone says, where's the toilet paper? Did anybody buy any toilet paper to say, you know what? We got a lot, but we might be running out. If you want to go to the store and grab some, you're welcome to do that. Instead of me going, oh, I'm ashamed I didn't prepare or whatever. That's so good. Well, and when you said landmine, I immediately think of the things that maybe just need to be discussed if it's a closer knit family to be like, hey, we're going to avoid politics. Yes. Talk. We're going to um, avoid alcohol because uncle so-and-so is coming who That's really exactly struggles. Right. So identifying in advance so that there's not some big blow up because, okay, you knew we didn't want to communicate that or you knew we shouldn't provide this. Like what are those landmines that we can really make sure that we're looking out for? I totally, and a safe word. Like yes. sometimes we'll pick it like a cranberry. If I say a certain word, it's a safe word, which means Please interrupt what's happening. Yes, help. And help. <laughs> help me. Yeah, I think it's great. I love it. Okay, the fifth one actually leads into that perfectly. It's learn to say no. You're going to have, there's going to be really good things that you have to say no to mm -hmm. for the great greater good of everybody, for yourself, your spouse, your family as a whole. Um, and you get to structure your yard the way you want to for you and your family when you say no. Yeah. And I think that no is, how do I say it that I've got this kind of internal narrative I said this on the podcast two weeks ago, the phrase, I'm crystal clear, yes. is a great phrase. And it's not to be dramatic, but to say, you know, I'm crystal clear that 8 a.m. in the morning isn't going to work for us, but you know what, 9.30 will. And then you will know if they violated your boundaries or you, excuse me, you violated your boundaries. Yes. You did not follow through when they reached a little girl or boy in you and you change your plans to please someone rather than honoring what you guys had decided. So I like to have that. Um, I tend to not like not allow myself to respond right away when it's high anxiety. Mm. I don't allow myself to text right away or, well, the plan was this, or you guys knew this just to let it sit for a minute and okay. not, so I don't do, I have, a, I really work on impulse control when family's around because I am very quick and I get really, I can, I can just want to respond. And then I would say that idea of like really having that narrative of, oh, I have to ask Ben or let me check with Ben. And that buys me some time. Yeah, you need a buffer. Yep, a lot I think it's okay to say that. Yeah. And not that, well, I don't know if, if Ben will let me. That's that's strange. Like, don't tell me that your spouse won't let you because yeah. that means you're not in control. <laughs> let me check. But the idea of like, you know, I'm really working on, and you said this in our last episode, give them what you're trying to do. You know, I'm really trying to make decisions with Ben this year in a better way. And so let me check with him. Or, you know, that's a great question. Let me add Ben to this conversation. So mm -hmm. and that idea... But I would say if you're no, make sure your no is clear. If yeah. you say, I don't know, maybe, and then you don't do it, 
and you're you can't understand why they don't understand you weren't clear yeah so i feel like the word no and yes need to be really clear in the holidays so not maybe i guess so i think so we could make that happen yes. and you're saying no but yeah. then you're yeah and I, I my husband is that way where he'll go yeah i, I think so and I'll have to say, babe, that doesn't sound like yes. That sounds like you're considering it, but are you saying yes? You know, he's like, of course I said yes. I'm like, no, I need to hear yes, mm. or I need to hear no. Yeah. Versus like, I don't know. So I think that's really, really clear. And another way, if you don't have a spouse and you're listening, if it's not, I'll check with Ben. It could be, I need to check my calendar. Yes. Right? And you don't need to pull it out right then and do yes. it. And be put on the spot because you want to look at it holistically, not just a lot of times we look and we're like, oh yeah, actually that hour is available. I could say yes, but it's like, what about the hours before? What about the day after? Looking at the big picture and giving yourself that buffer. So figure out what a buffer for you is, whether it's a spouse or a calendar, or you're just like, I just need some time to think about that. That's okay too. I, you're yeah, giving them permission. A hundred percent. The buying the time. I'll let you know mm -hmm. on Monday. I also think if your parent likes to talk about when are you going to get married? Dating anybody. And you it really causes your anxiety. There's no new plan. There's You're not dating anybody and you know it. I think it's fair to send a text to your parent or your sister or whoever and say, hey, heads up. I'm not dating anybody. I'm not bringing anybody to the holidays. And honestly, I just love it if that wasn't the main topic. Or I'd love it if we could talk about that off. We could offline, off, off road that or off, you know, um, do that later. Workshop that later. Yes. But giving them a heads up that that's something you don't want to talk about, I think it's totally fair. It is very And fair. not in a, in a really nice way. Like, you know, I really want to tell you all the details of what's going on in my life. And so, you know, would you mind if we didn't talk about it as a group? And, you know, they may not respect it. So if they don't, then when they bring it up, you can say, Mom, I sent you a text about this. We'll yeah. talk about it later. So you've already prepped them. Yeah. But I think that's really, hey, Mom, there's no baby news. Mom, there's no job news, mom, because there's just this kind of idea that you're going to get me sprung. These conversations are going to be sprung on you mm -hmm. and you're in front of everybody and just on the call. It's not a great experience. So I say prep. Yeah. I say prep if and, there's an issue or whatever. And you could provide an alternative solution. So you could say, hey, mom, I know, you know, you, you might even, mom, I need you to have my back so that if aunt so-and-so yes. brings it up. So be like, hey, could you ask me about this class I'm taking or this new part of my job or the new house I'm looking at buying or the roommate's? I'll give you some other ideas of things to start conversations so you don't feel frozen, but I'd like to avoid these. Here's some other great conversations I'd love to discuss. Okay, that is genius. I'm going to, I want to like get that out there in the world, but that's a little soundbite because, yeah, I mean, so much of that has been painful when you're put on the spot. You know, if you're dealing with infertility or you don't yeah. have a significant other or you lost a job or your kid's dealing with something and then all of a sudden their anxiety spikes, they bring it up and you don't know what to do. I love that idea of giving them something else they can talk about. Mm -hmm. Genius. Or as simply as, oh, I'll fill you in. I go to the bathroom and you can, you're <laughs> you can absolutely exit. allowed to exit and say, oh, you know what? I'd, let's talk about. And a lot of times I will bring in like someone will go, well, what's the plan with this? And I know I'm like, oh, here we go. I'll go. Oh, you know what? Deborah's really good at that. And just pass it off to her and then exit. So they can kind of lay on that versus the awkwardness of me trying to school that person or shut it down. I tend to pass it off. But I think the main thing is, and this is the last thing I want to make sure, because we've had the five, which is envision your best holiday, identify what worked and what didn't work, choose your top five things that you want to happen within that holiday moment, and then evaluate your schedule and learn to say no. But lastly, and I know Caitlin, you and I would hands down agree is invite the Holy Spirit in Yes, because he loves you. He created these seasons. You know, your parents might be ridiculous, but he's not, you know, your mom might be judgy, but he's not, you might feel alone. 
um, in the picture of the world that you need something, but you, you have him and you have this journey with him and mm -hmm. your life doesn't have to look like anybody else. So I really recommend that you prioritize your relationship with God. Spend some time in worship and prayer. See how he sees you. So when you show up, you are the version of the person he created mm -hmm. and understanding that they don't see you like that. So yeah. spend some time for me personally. I, I like to, um, we listen to music that's kind of centered around Christ in the morning. I'll pop it on as worship music and something around that. Uh, we tend to watch some kind of, um, uh, I don't know, just things that matter. Like it's a wonderful life. Things that are like have a moral to it, a yeah. moment that kind of brings you back to grounding. And then uh, for me, I also like to do Advent. So we like to get the candle out and light it for certain moments. Mm -hmm. So I know you're reading through the Bible. So yes. that's something. But there are certain things you can do, even on you version. You could do a five-day devotional during the week of Christmas. And it's a great way to kind of stay focused. Yeah, that's great. Or listen to the Bible by, by uh, Father Frank Schmidt. He's fantastic. Listen to that every morning. Just a little schedule to get you connected. Kate, this has been awesome. awesome. I know we could do like eight series on this. <laughs> we might come back at Christmas and talk a little bit more about yeah. this. But if you guys have loved this, make sure you let us know. Leave a comment. Actually, you know, tell us that you love Kate because we can watch it in the comments, <laughs> read each of them. Leave us a five-star review. Why? Not because it's an ego boost. It literally is the algorithm of the podcast world. If you get a star or you get a review, the computer says... This is important and it should be in front of more people. And so it's awkward to ask, but the best way you can support this podcast and our ministry and our uh, and who we are is to leave a review and five stars or whatever stars you want to give it and let the world know. One last thing I want to let you in on, and I told you last week, but this is officially the season where I launched my Created to Hear God book. I'm so excited. This has been a passion project. I've been working my spiritual rear end off for this book <laughs> for a long time. And you guys have been asking for this. 150,000 of you have taken the test to figure out what your spiritual prophetic personality is. And we have those results. And I wrote an entire book describing what we all experience, how we hear God through four filters, the knower, seer, feeler, hearer. There is content in here I have never shared publicly. And you're going to love it. It's it's heartfelt, it's stories, it's practical, it's areas of growth. And for anybody in your life that is yet to hear the voice of God or is kind of confused on how to do that, this is a perfect book. And even to give maybe your leadership team so you can all begin to hear God's voice and respect how you each hear him. So please pick it up. It's on Amazon. You can buy it right now. It's pre-order. And we threw in a bunch of bonuses for pre-order. So you want to make sure you get that because if you miss that pre-order, you don't get the bonuses. So click the link in my show notes. You can go to Created to Hear God by Havilah Cunnington on Amazon. And if nothing else... Uh, we will see you next time as we finish out this season of Boundaries. I love you, Kate. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I know. And if you love Kate, you can always join Truth Academy. She yes. directs that Come community. I know. And she's fantastic. You will love her. And um, yeah, you guys have a great have a great Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy if, Thanksgiving. That's right. If it's tomorrow or today, you're listening to it. And if you are listening to it later on, you made it. You made it through <laughs> the holidays. Congratulations. We love you guys. See you next time.